0: Alright, what's up guys? Welcome back to the Riggos Rag Podcast. Uh, Last time, I'll I'll just cut straight to the chase. Last time we had Connor Forrest and Matt Hines. Uh, They were reporting live from day one of training camp. Uh, It was a walkthrough, I think it was like at 4.30 we were recording. Uh, So they they saw all the action for the whole day. And uh, they reported on it live about the stuff that stood out to them. So that was a really good pod. Uh, If you want to check that out, it's on the site. Uh, Today, we've got our newest contributor. Russell... What's your last name? I botch last names all the time. What's your last name? Yeah, don't worry.
1: It's uh, Shabbat. Yeah, Russell Shabbat is the last name. Russell it's Shabbat. Hard to
0: pronounce, but... For me, it's like like I have I have Ken Johansson on all the time and I never remember his last name. I like have to ask him during the show. Like, is it Johansson or Johansson? It's like, why couldn't you ask him before the show? I don't know, man. It's it's crazy. But yeah. Our newest contributor, Russell Shabbat, he's grinded out thirteen articles so far this month, joined mid month. So guys, he has hit the ground running. He's on a fiery pace, and uh, he's here to join us today for the first time. What we're going to do, run through that real quick, and then we'll ask Jacob how he's doing, because that's important too. Uh, But we're going to go through the Redskins schedule a little bit, just kind of put the findings of early training camp into the context of the Redskins schedule. You know, what might they be up against, what has changed since the start of training camp. But uh, first off, before we get into that, Jacob, how are you doing?
2: I'm doing pretty good. I'm just hanging out. I just got back from vacation. I think last time I was on the podcast for the foster emergency pod, I was sitting in my car, which apparently was dead at the time, <laughs> doing the podcast. Uh, we got the car home. I'm back in my house. And uh, we're good. We're good. We're ready for training camp. We're, we're really excited
1: about training camp here.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And uh, the early returns have been pretty exciting. Russell, how are you doing today?
1: I am doing fantastic, gentlemen. Um, scouring Twitter, looking at the red, uh, latest Redskins news. Um, was going over the schedule actually, you know, which is something I've done, you know, since it pretty much came out. Uh, just kind of identifying uh, those games, uh, which you kind of discussed uh, some of the key games, potential wins and losses. But yeah, doing great. You know, it's a lazy uh, Saturday, so
0: exactly get back at it. Yep, that's the only way to live a Saturday, too. Uh, you got to be lazy. So, yeah, let's yes, Yeah, but right now we're going to get right into it with the uh, with the action. So, Russell, training camp has kind of started, you know, kind of hit the ground running and uh nothing too surprising so far. We knew Haskins was going to need to learn a little bit. We knew that the quarterbacks were going to get a lot of equal reps and everything. We knew that some players were going to stand out. Tell me what you thought. The Redskins' record might have been earlier in the offseason, maybe when you were thinking about it. And tell me, if has anything changed uh, in these last few days uh, with training camp going on?
1: The first couple of days of training camp, I don't think things have changed too much. Um, I recently posted an article about a USA uh, Today projection um, that had the Redskins going 3-13. and I never thought that would have been the case, regardless of what news and notes have come out of training camp. But, yeah, it's promising to see, you know, a guy like Dwayne Haskins learning. A couple other notes on training camp is uh, Jordan Reed. um, Thomas seemed to look well. So, a lot of the Redskins insiders have posted a few videos of uh, Reed performing well. Also, a couple other things. uh, Montez Sweat, you know, just seems to be absolutely dominating. Uh, I I think he really has a high chance to become uh, Defensive Rookie of the Year. Um, The dude is an absolute monster. Yeah. Uh, I think he might be the next Julius Peppers 2.0. You know, it's kind of a high bar for him, but I I definitely think he's manageable. Um, and also the O-line struggles. You know, a guy like Eric Flowers is who he thought he was. Uh, they just recently signed uh, Corey Robinson uh, from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So
0: Yeah, yeah. A lot of the same themes that we kind of saw uh, exiting the draft. You wrote on Sweat a little bit earlier in the offseason. The guy is a freak And Matt Hines and Connor Forrest. They attested to this when they saw him in person a couple of days ago. I think he's like 6'6", 250. But then he ran a four four one. Uh, which 40-yard dash? It's not super important for the outside linebacker position in a three-four scheme, but uh, you look at the uh, you know his burst and his strength too and his length. He's got every tool imaginable. Not as much bend as you would like, but uh, yeah, he's he's an all-around chess piece. And uh, same with uh, Jordan Reed uh, in terms of his impact on the offense, which you also wrote about. The one time that Reed really was able to break out, uh, 2015. It's the only time the Redskins have made the playoffs with Jay Gruden. So it's like there seems to be a correlation there. If Reed is available and if he's at his peak, you know, the offense is humming. And with Dwayne Haskins and with all these new pieces coming together, having that consistency with Reed, that might be a necessity for them if they want to reach their potential. So, yeah, a lot of interesting things that we're kind of getting tidbits of in training camp. But uh, I, I would agree not much has changed in terms of the schedule. Would you agree with that assessment, Jacob?
2: Yeah, not nothing's really changed. You gotta kinda filter out the noise at this point in training camp, you know, there's some big stuff. Obviously if Jordan Reed's fully healthy, he hasn't been fully healthy for a season or even at the beginning of camp in probably at least four years. So that's a big thing to watch because he could easily be the offense's best weapon. Uh, Ian, you know well that I was a huge Montez sweat fan coming out. Yeah. I was we constantly had our Brian Burns versus Montez sweat debate. And while Burns went first in the draft, we ended up with Sweat, which I was pretty happy about. I think he's gonna be have a huge impact on this defense and really, you know, solidify that spot across from Kerrigan. Still, if you look at this team and especially with the concerns they have on the offensive line, like you brought up, Russell, I think that this this team's not really a playoff team yet. They they still have some major holes that they gotta address. And, you know, if Trent Williams holds out and doesn't play, which I think there's a slim chance that might happen, I still think he'll come back and collect his game checks. But if he forces their hand and causes them to trade him, uh, that line's going to be pretty bad because you're talking about Eric Flowers and Jerron Christian fighting for the left tackle spot. Also, just a moment, I want to take a moment to say I did say – before training camp started that Flowers was going to factor into the uh, offensive tackle battle, and a lot of people were like, no, they signed him to play guard. So, guys, it, they did sign him to play guard, but they are so thin at tackle that they're putting a literal human turnstile out there. So um, that's why they signed Robinson. That's why they still might sign Donald Penn. So we'll see what happens there. But right now, if I'm looking at the Redskins' schedule, I- I'm seeing a 6-10 and team. And I know that's not going to be something that Redskins fans necessarily want to hear. Um, They want the team to eventually get back to the playoffs. But this team is still a work in progress. They don't have the answer at quarterback yet. Haskins may turn into that eventually. But this first season, he still needs to develop. Keenum could start the season and keep them afloat. Um, So just, just looking at what this team might end up being and dissecting the schedule, I really see a 6-10 and ten team because they have a couple of really tough runs in the schedule despite playing some weaker teams. So uh, I'm, I'm thinking that they're probably going to be third or fourth in the NFC East.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I wrote an article for Full Press Redskins a little bit ago, and I had them at 6-10 too uh, going through the games. I thought maybe I could squeeze out a couple, like maybe one or two more wins, but uh, it just uh, – it just didn't it just didn't come to be you know there's a lot of teams that could pose a threat you know a lot of teams that really could be tough opponents that they, they might not look very threatening right now uh, like uh, I, the 49ers are one team that I have in mind that uh, you know their offense could be really good uh, if everything adds up but uh, we'll talk about that a little bit more right now so Russell uh, you've looked at the schedule a little bit you kind of picked out opponents uh, what what's kind of standing out to you as maybe tough games maybe Games where they can get back on track, just like uh, those those turning points in the schedule.
1: Right. So I'm actually uh, got the Redskins one game better than you guys do. Um, I do have them with a record of uh, seven and nine, and kind of analyzing the schedule even further. You know, they could squeeze out a few more games to nine and seven, but again, unlike three and thirteen, which is projected by the USA Today, I do think the lowest they'll finish is six and ten. I think some of like the guaranteed losses. If you look at the schedule, you know, and obviously nothing in the NFL is guaranteed. Um, but they will face tough opponents in the, the uh Chicago Bears. Um obviously the New England Patriots, uh, which is a daunting task for anybody. Um going against Tom Brady um and the crew is, is always a tough task, um, even though it is at home at FedEx field. One of the the key uh the games I actually have marked on my uh on my notes here is actually when the Redskins go play the Vikings. Kirk Cousins. Uh obviously Kirk Cousins is a a player that the the Fatia yeah, the the fans of the team love to hate, <laughs> um, but then I think the, the biggest part of the schedule, you know, which kind of takes them down to the record I mentioned, um, was a stretch against the Panthers, Packers, and the Eagles. Um, all these are tough, uh, tough opponents for the Redskins. So again, I agree that they won't be a playoff team, but let's face it, guys. You know, this is a rebuilding year. It is. You know, Alex Smith got injured last year. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was drafted, along with guys like Sweat, Cole Holcomb, and others. Um, the Redskins won't fully admit that it's a rebuilding year, but it is. And I think if they can finish up season seven and nine, you know, I think it'll be great to be honest with you because of all the questions they they do have key positions.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree with that. Um, I think, you know, I think the three and 13 prediction from USA Today is a little too low. Uh, you look at the. Defense. I think their defense is a little too talented uh, to let them drop that low, and then there is some potential on the offense too. Even if the offensive line is really bad, you know there's some guys in the receiving core and uh, at tight end. You know if Haskins breaks out a little bit, Darius Guy's coming back from injury. There's potential there. So I don't think three and thirteen. I would say maybe the lowest is four and twelve or five and eleven, but that's like worst case scenario. I think six and ten and seven and nine is a pretty good range. Uh, Russell, you mentioned that they might not like to admit that it's a rebuilding year. Do you foresee maybe any uh, knee-jerk reactions, maybe if things get out of hand too early, like uh, if Jay Gruden is trying to win, uh, but if the organization sure. knows it's like a rebuilding year, trying to develop young talent?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's kind of the disturbing part. You know, is uh, you know they do face a, a tough schedule, you know, in the uh, in the, the first part of the season. So yeah, I mean, you know, I'm a believer that Case Keenum should start off the season. Um, and yeah, I think if they start off bad, they'll put in Dwayne Haskins. And Dwayne Haskins has only had one full season as a full time starter at Ohio State. Um, now is with the Redskins again. You know, reports from training camp are are now saying that he's shown progress so far. You know, but again, you know, you really have to look when it comes down to it. You know, is it worth putting him in early? and having him face struggles at the offensive line struggle, you know, yeah. uh, being hit multiple times or being sacked, you know, it could have hindered his development. One uh, name that pops into my mind is Patrick Ramsey. You know, Patrick Ramsey was a, a, obliterated, you know, when he was first put in, you know, and it really hindered his, de- it hindered his uh, development. So, you know, that's one kind of, that's one thing that kind of scares me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I would agree with that. I think there's a lot of, there's some tough opponents early on and, you know, uh, guys, if you if you read my content, like I'm in favor of starting Haskins up front if he shows any kind of separation. You know, I think the best developmental method is on field reps. You know, so you can apply it in real time. But if he's got Eric Flowers as his blindside protector, it's not going to work. It's not going to end very very pretty. So yeah, I would I would I would tend to agree with that, Jacob. Um, I don't think I've gotten your opinion on that three and thirteen projection. By the way, what do you think about that?
2: Oh, there's. I mean, I don't see them going 3-13. and 13. There's always some low-ball projections. Uh, as you you know, Ian, I worked at Sporting News last year, and yeah. Sporting News' NFL preview had the Redskins at 2-14. and 14. Oh, yeah. Um, and fans were extremely angry about that. But, like, you know, anytime you go through a full-schedule analysis, you're going to have one team that's just way below what anyone thinks they are. Because, in reality, NFL team projections – should almost always range from, like, 6-10 and 10 to 11-5 and five or so. But then you get a few teams that kind of stray off that path because, you know, injuries and all sorts of other stuff. So, uh, I, I don't see 3-13 and 13 when looking at this roster, but, you know, say their offensive line falls apart again, or if Morgan Moses or Brandon Sheriff got hurt, and then you have questions on the left and right side, then I can see what they're talking about. But for the time being... I don't see that happening. Um, I think the problem I see with the schedule is, like Russell mentioned, that brutal stretch of games against the Panthers, Packers, and Eagles at the end of the season. I think that could capsize them. Um, And, you know, they have tough opponents early, too. Eagles, Cowboys, Bears out of the gate. That's not going to be fun, especially, especially with the Eagles fully healthy at that point. Anytime you play them early and they have all their players, They're a tough team to beat. and I mean, they won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. Um, The thing that I'm interested to see is whether they start Keenum or Haskins or McCoy. That's, again, an outside chance. but um, Because I see a lot of similarities between this team and the 2016 Rams, which is not something a lot of people would like to hear. (laughs) Uh, That was uh, the lame duck year for Jeff Fisher when he actually started Case Keenum for the first nine games of the season, I believe. Switched him out at the week 10 bye and then put in first round rookie Jared Goff for the last seven. Keenum ended up going four and five, which is what I have the Redskins going before their week 10 bye this week. And um, Goff for the Rams went 0 and 7 down the stretch. He historic, He looked historically bad before he turned things around with McVay. So I kind of think they may actually mirror that season if they start Keenum. Keenum will go like four and five if the, and then they, if they switch him out for Haskins at the bye. I don't think Haskins is going to go zero seven bad. Um, I think the Redskins have a little more talent, and Haskins might be, you know, a little bit more ready than Goff was to start at that point. But I don't know. It's weird because you have Gruden on the hot seat. You got a rookie quarterback, and then you got a seasoned veteran who's been there before in Keenum as a starter for several different teams. So. That's going to have a massive impact on what they're able to do because if you throw Haskins out there early, he could either spark the team and give them a couple of wins you don't expect, or he could really look like a rookie and quickly establish this as a rebuilding year.
0: Yeah, yeah, and one thing that we've kind of touched on multiple times is that you've got clashing uh, motivations here. You know, like Jay Gruden, he wants to keep his job. He needs to win to keep his job, or he can catalyze the development of Dwayne Haskins to keep his job. Either way. You know, you're not winning with Case Keenum. You know, Case Keenum is a solid spot starter, you know, a reliable quarterback when you need him to be that bridge. But you're not going to win the games you need to to keep your job with him. Uh, And so really, the only way for Gruden to keep his job really is to force Haskins out of the field. And if he's not ready, it could be a bad thing, both for the team and Haskins' development. So it's really, uh, really crucial for the team that uh, they they try to proceed responsibly uh, with that. And, you know, you look at their first few games they could really start oh and four or oh and three there's a good chance to start zero and three i don't think they're losing to the giants uh giants have like daniel jones starting at quarterback and wide receiver or whatever they're so thin a wide receiver but uh you got you could start oh and three and then you could start one and five after that so like it's it's a tough stretch for sure um russell are there any other games that like you know, might not look tough on the surface, but might be, you know, like sleeper teams. I know you mentioned the Packers and the Panthers earlier. Those are kind of teams that are kind of middling, but could give the Redskins sure. a big test. Uh, is Are there any other teams you think who could kind of steal a win from Washington without them expecting it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to touch on one thing Jacob mentioned. I actually also have the, the team four and five um, by, by the bye. Um, but one loss I actually have uh, for the team actually that, you know, Others might not is a loss at the Bills uh, yeah. in Week Nine, which is again right after they play the Vikings. You know, I think the game against the Vikings is going to be emotional. Obviously, uh, it is a Thursday night game, so it's prime time. We know how the Redskins have fared in prime time—not so good. Um, which is why they have a lot of one o'clock games on the schedule. Um, but yeah, uh, the game against the Bills, uh, Josh Allen may not be a great passer yet. You know, we'll see how much strides he can make. Uh, in this training camp for the Bills, but, you know, they, they never fare too well um, against mobile quarterbacks, and Josh Allen is an absolute mobile quarterback. Um, so I could see uh, that as a loss. Um, you know, after the bye, um, again, Jacob mentioned the, the, the stretch against the Panthers, Packers, and Eagles. Um, fortunately, right after that stretch, they played the Giants, which have had their own issues so far um, with injuries and suspensions to their receiving core. You know, I think one, uh, the only player the Giants really have for them is uh, Saquon Barkley. Um, But yeah, overall guys, you know, I just, I, I I think it's, you know, there, there are tough stretches, um, but there are certainly teams that could, uh, that they might face that, that it could go either way. Um, Another, I have them uh, with a win now in week six against the Dolphins. Um, But again, that could go another way um, because it is at Miami. So, you know, I, I think it really just depends uh, when the Redskins catch these teams, of course. Um, but again, at the end of the day, uh, regardless of what their record is, I think it's about the process. So at the end of the day, you know, if they do end up finishing seven and nine, why is that? How is that? What players perform well? Um, which players did not? Um, so yeah, I mean, it, I think it really just—it's gonna some some of these games are really gonna come down to the bounce of a ball, you know, a, a call on the field. Um, I do think they have an improved defense, uh, which might help them in some of these games. Again, a guy like Sweat could finish the season with eight to ten sacks, which would be great for fans, especially coming off the edge um, opposite of Ryan Kerrigan. So, yeah, those are my thoughts about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I would um I would tend to agree with that. You know, um if you if you go week by week, you know, uh, your worst case scenario is always oh and sixteen, and your best case scenario is always sixteen and zero. Like every week, there's going to be variations that you don't necessarily expect. You know, one team could be decimated by injuries like the Redskins have been the past two years, it seems. You know, you never do know what's going to happen. Uh, I do like the Bills as well. I think Josh Allen is kind of, you know, draft Twitter, all those guys, they like to rag on him because he, you know, he was pretty inaccurate coming out. But he's an exciting talent. I mean, he's a really athletic quarterback. He's a guy that, you know, if you build the offense around him the right way, he could be exciting. And their defense is really good. Like they have a top five defense. Uh, to pair with Allen, so they could be a challenging team, uh, as could the Jets, they have a lot of talent as well, uh, kind of not sure about the coaching there, but then the Dolphins too, uh, if a lot of their young pieces kind of blossom earlier than some would expect, you know, they got Josh Rosen, you know, what if he has a Jared Goff-like resurgence uh, with a better coaching staff, um, anything's on the table really, and it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see, I, th- I don't think there's a lot of games that you can call uh, lock, lock wins uh, for the Redskins, not a lot of losses locked either but uh, just a lot of uncertainty in there jacob are there any games that you're looking at that like you're not really sure what the outcome might be you know you're kind of like this could go either way or this team, this team could surprise
2: i think if you look at the schedule weeks seven through 12 they have five games that are really and the bye week that are really kind of seesaw games you got the 49ers who have jimmy Garoppolo is healthy should be better You got the Vikings, and Russell, you pointed this out. That could end up being an emotional game for the Redskins if they look to get revenge on Cousins. Um, I don't see them winning either of those games. The Bills are tough because it's on the road. Um, They have a good defense, a mobile quarterback. But the the two I'm mostly focused on are Week 11 and Week 12. I think the Jets are a candidate to be much better than people think they are. Um, I, I think they'll challenge the Redskins, but if the Redskins are healthy at that point coming off the bye week, I think they'll be able to handle the Jets there. The Week 12 game, I'm, I'm kind of interested in this one. It's against the Lions. Uh, I don't think the Lions are, like, any great shakes or anything or going to be yeah, a playoff not. contender. But I think a lot of people have kind of written them off, and they're, they're a little bit better than people think. Uh, they just signed Mike Daniels this week. They're off, their defensive line is really strong because they added Trey Flowers from New England this year. Um, and, you know, this is Matt Patricia's second year coaching. He's going to have a little bit more knowledge of what to do. So I think ahead of that stretch of three tough games from 13 to 15 against the Panthers, Packers, and Eagles, I think that that Lions game could almost be a little bit of a letdown for the team uh, because they might assume that the Lions are looking ahead to their Thanksgiving Day game. But the Lions may come with a little bit more into uh, into Redskins' home game. And – uh. Surprise them a bit before they have a tough schedule. So I think if any, if any game is going to go different than people expect, it could be that one. And that could catalyze a late season losing streak that kind of pushes them away from 500 and more towards the, yeah, this was definitely a rebuilding year.
0: Yeah, and looking at that, um, if they lose that, if they lose the Jets in the Lions game, if depending on how well they have fared beforehand, you know that Panthers Packers Eagles stretch that might not even really matter for the playoff race. They might already be out by then. And by that point, it's just like, all right, we got to develop our guys. You know, we gotta take the the season takes on a different kind of significance. So it's gonna be really interesting to see what happens. You know, because. Uh, As the season moves on, and as that as that fluctuates, you know you're gonna get those different motivations kind of coming out. You know, Jay Gruden could be gone by then. We we really have no idea what's gonna happen. Uh, It's just, and it's 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 fun in a sense. You know, it keeps you on your toes. But at the same time, it's like you get some gray hairs from it too. So it's it's interesting for sure. Um, Russell, looking at the season as a whole, uh, we know that it's kind of a long shot that they're gonna be competing for a playoff bid. Um, but what are the games where if they were to find themselves in that situation, what do you? What are the games that you think they would have to? You know, what what are the pivotal moments in this season? I mean, obviously the NFC East compete competition probably reigns supreme there. You know, if they could somehow split the Eagles and the Cowboys, you know, but what are the pivotal moments where they could maybe mount a Cinderella run?
1: Yeah, I mean. I'll go back to weeks, you know, eleven, starting with the Jets, all the way down to week fifteen against the Eagles. Yeah, you know, I, I'm also another one who thinks the Jets game will be tough. I have them down for a win, but I could easily see that not being the case. I mean, they have uh, uh, Sam Donald going into his second year with the team. You know, he's somebody who I thought should have been drafted first overall by the Cleveland Browns last year, um, even though they could uh, make Mayfield perform well. Um, obviously, the Lions are going to be tough. You know, uh, they're trying to build uh, a second New England Patriots. I don't know how they'll uh, be able to be successful in uh, doing that. But, yeah, I mean, I have them down for losses against the Panthers and the Packers. But if they could turn those into wins, I mean, this could easily be a Cinderella run. Uh, You know, again, you know, can can they answer the questions um, that are facing them? And uh, you guys have brought this up already. um, But this team has to prove that it is not going to be overcome by injuries if injuries we their ugly face again then we're looking at another poor season but they have to prove that they can stay healthy and if they can stay healthy i think that they have at least a little chance to uh to be a playoff team but again they have to prove uh, have to prove that they uh, can remain healthy
0: yeah yeah and that's kind of a prerequisite cuz you know you see people talk about the last two seasons like man if we'd been healthy we could have done this and we were 6 and 3 before Alex Smith went down it's like well, I mean, guess what? It it didn't happen. So we'll we'll never really know before we know they have to be healthy. They have to maintain that. And uh, it's, it's tough because injuries aren't really predictable either. You know, it's kind of like, it's, there's a degree of just, uh, you know, unpredictability. You literally can't expect it to happen. You know, teams just get it randomly. Like the Falcons got decimated one year, I think it might've been, it was either last year or two years ago, but they just randomly lost Keanu Neal and Dion Jones and, you know, their defense fell apart, and no one expected it. It just happens sometimes in football, uh, just kind of that randomness. And so you really got to be careful. Um, and the Redskins already lost a guy in Reuben Foster. Uh, things have been going pretty smoothly now. Knock on wood. Hang on. All right, I did knock on wood real quick. But, um, yeah, so you really got to be careful about that. And you can't jump the gun and say, like, if we're healthy, we can do this because we weren't healthy last year, and we we didn't see anything happen. So we don't know yet. So... It's going to be interesting. Um, Jacob, I'll ask the same question to you real quick. We're getting a little short on time, but any games that you think could be pivotal moments in the season?
2: Yeah, I think you're looking at early in the season if you could spark maybe a win. If they could win either the game on the road against the Eagles in week one, or if they could beat the Bears at home on Monday Night Football in week three, that could do a lot to give them a little bit of momentum heading towards what I wouldn't call an easy stretch of games, but an easier stretch of games because, you know, the Giants, Dolphins, uh, 49ers, Vikings, and Bills can all be beaten in that six-week stretch before their bye week. Uh, The Patriots are the only one on there that uh, I don't think they could beat, but I'm also a biased homer for the Patriots, so (laughs) uh, take that with a grain of salt. Uh, But I I think an early-season win – like last year week three we had a win over the packers that people didn't expect that kind of sparked the team to get towards the top of the nfc east before injury struck so i'd say probably the biggest game to watch is that monday night bears game If they can somehow find out a way to grind out a win there yeah that could really do a lot to uh, improve their early season outlook
0: yeah and I, me personally i don't think the bears are going to be as tough i mean they lost vic fangio um, they lost some guys, some key guys in the secondary. Adrian Amos, uh, big one, I think, stepping down from him to Ha Clinton Dix. That's a little, that's a big downgrade. Uh, they also lost Callahan and uh, someone else. I can't remember who, but uh, and Mitch Trubisky. You know, he still got to develop. We got to see if he if he can be the franchise quarterback for them. So they've still got some questions to answer. That that's definitely going to be a pivotal one. And then that whole NFC North series, really, you know, that can turn the tide of the season. So we'll have to see what happens. But um, we are almost out of time. So, Russell, you're the guest. This is your first podcast. Uh, you got anything else you want to say that you didn't get a chance to say? Uh, Now's now your chance right here.
1: Uh, yeah, thank you guys for having me on um, again on my first podcast. Uh, but, yeah, uh, I, the last thing I did want to say, I wanted to comment on uh, the, the Bears game. I agree. The, I do have them down there as a loss, but at the end of the day, they can be beatable. But, you know, the 2019 season – is gonna be, can the Redskins run the ball? Can they play solid defense? And can they can they can they be healthy? You know, I think those are the three things which are gonna be the key to the season. It's exciting to have a guy like Geis come back um, because of the potential that he's shown. Um, so, yeah, I, I, again, I, I do think the defense has improved. Uh, so, yeah, those are my three things um, for the 2019 seasons. Um, if if they can if they can perform up to expectation. Um, and being able to run the ball effectively, play solid with defense, and stay healthy, you know, then I, again, I think they could, you know, scratch out a few more wins um, than what it's projected.
0: Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, keep the pressure off of Haskins and just stay healthy. I think that's a great recipe uh, to at least achieve some modest success. Uh, we'll see how. The things play out for the Redskins in the coming days obviously they got to get through training camp healthy because um, injuries happen there and they are backbreaking. so you got to get through that first then preseason and then it's a long long walk to week 17 so until then we'll be covering training camp coverage for you guys and we'll, we'll keep you in the loop there but um we are out of time unfortunately so thanks Russell for coming on We'll be sure to get you on again uh, soon in the future here uh, for now though guys peace out have a good night